this is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Saturdays from 3 to 6. I focus on the biggest stories of the week, but never, never the same spin that you're hearing in the 24-7 news cycle. I actually try to see through the spin and get to the agenda behind the propaganda. And there's always an agenda, and it's all propaganda. That is what I have finally concluded after digging it. I mean, it's just gotten to the point where they never waste time on the very biggest, like the stuff that just basically when they're reading tear sheets off the the teletype machine from the Defense Department, you know that it's just an official narrative that has an agenda. I mean, it happens regularly. So I try to dig into what's going on there. And we were, we've were we been talking about the Mueller report, what I think is going on there, Jussie Smollett. Even Brexit was something I folded into one of the agenda items I see behind a lot of these stories where you hear of law enforcement pitting them, you know, being different branches of law enforcement or whether it's state, county, local, federal, being pit against each other. I believe that our faith in law enforcement, I'm not, I'm a, a hardcore libertarian. I don't have faith in any government agents, but I'm just saying generally the purpose is to undermine our, uh, our faith in institutions such as law enforcement and the media because this structure is based on our American experiment, our self-limiting government, our uh, checks and balances, whether it's between state and federal and all that. It stands in the way. It is not the 21st century legal architecture that Michael Chertoff, the Homeland Security former secretary, called for that that will undergird this vision of a future that is very different from what would emerge organically from just individual human action. And that is the stuff you can see it. You can see pictures of it. And that in the UN, when you look up strong cities or sustainable cities, UN 2030, if you look at the World Economic Forum, the Davos people, go to the, their website, go to Bosch Foundation, go to these, these, it's probably true also for the Rockefeller Foundation and all that stuff. You go to these these pages, these institutional websites, and you can see their vision. Their vision is about the very earliest UN document on this Habitat One outright says, we don't believe that land should be held by individuals. They want to make sure that you do not have the basic building blocks of life so that you can't, you can't step out of the grid. I even think that's what Obamacare is for. It's the only thing I can think of that makes every single man, woman, and child register. And I just, I feel like this is what it's all about, is this high control. Uh, I I did want to, but I want to lighten up. I want to do something fun, but I want to respond to a call I got before the break. So I'll respond to that in a second. But the fun thing I want to do is just to, I feel like we don't have enough time. 
We're on for three hours. I'm here with my producer, Binkley, and we have a lot of conversation during the week. We have a podcast, which you can find. It's called Propaganda Report. We post that every Thursday um, on iTunes or Libsyn, other whatever your favorite podcast app is. You probably get it on there. And we put this show, The Monica Press Show, on Wednesday mornings. And we tweet a lot during the week. I'm at Monica Press Show and Binkley's at Freedom Act Radio. But on a daily basis, we'll put four or five headlines out there and give original thoughts on what's really going on. We can't cover all of those topics in depth, but I want to hit on them. Now, just kind of do a little back and forth with Binkley about the headlines that caught our eye during the week and what our original insights are. But I invite you to join in. So if there was a, an important story of the week that you think you had an insight into, tweet at one of us now, and we'll just see if stuff comes up in real time. Uh, and I will say, but Steve, who called before the break, made a point that I think we should just uh, kind of get out there for the record. He thinks that CNN is driving independence towards Trump, independent voters. And I have to say, I noticed it. I, my mother is like a bellwether of the memes that are rising around Trump. She's a huge Trump supporter. And she said the other day, people are going to vote for Trump because the economy is good. Now, that's an old James Carville. Is that his name? Uh, it's the economy, stupid. I got it. But then I heard her words echoed one after the other in mainstream outlets. And I thought that is she's right. She is right. And and Steve said CNN is adding fuel to that fire because they're driving independence away because they always have egg on their faces. Very interesting, Steve. Thank you. Because I was thinking that like CNN picked up this preposterous BuzzFeed story that Trump encouraged Michael Cohen to lie to Congress. It was it was stupid on its face, the BuzzFeed story, and CNN reported it and I think even like doubled down. And and thing when when they get it wrong, the MAGA hat kids, Smollett, Mueller, all this stuff they get wrong. So it's they're discrediting themselves in a very obvious way. And it makes me remember that Jeff Zucker made who runs CNN made Trump look like a liberal's worst nightmare, which got the Republican base behind Trump. But secretly, this was complained uh, about by reporters at CNN. He said to take it easy on him. There's hidden audio of Trump asking Mika and Joe to take it easy on him. And they said, okay. <laughs> Trump was asking and they said, okay. So that's not CNN, but I'm just saying it could be that that the powers that be that are above and beyond the parties and the media, the left right psyop that we are that we watch, that we witness as theater, that they have a bigger agenda. And if I were to guess, well, I'll credit two other people with this guess. One was the day Trump got elected, I asked a Twitter follower, Tweep, one of my favorites at well, I don't know if I, I'll just say Dean. I'm not going to give his whole handle. Maybe he doesn't like it. But he said, maybe Trump's there. I said, how the hell did Trump win? And he said, well, maybe he's there for when the zero interest rate and perpetuity thing collapses. And it'll look like a conservative Republican was responsible for the economic collapse. That may still be true. And Binkley, uh, my producer here, has, and I've agreed with him in the past on this, that, uh, 
Well, you, what did you have to say about the the Russian thing? And I'm going to bring in why I think that might be forward looking. Well, the Mueller the Mueller report has kind of given a given some breathing room, some air between Republicans and Russia. So before, when you're attacking Russia, you're saying that Republicans are also Russia, which would make the right reluctant to go to war with Russia. But now that the Mueller report has kind of freed them from that, it it is going to be easier to unify the left and right to go to war against Russia if that's what they want to do. Right. Okay. So I'm going to take that one step further and say it's actually Iran. I believe that the war is, is that if there were a war that fit that bill, it would be uh, once removed, a proxy war, or I don't know what, with Iran. But you can see how the left reacted to Trump withdrawing from Syria. They complained about it. <laughs> what happened to the left that at least you can say they were anti-war? They complained about it for playing into Russia's hands because Trump was a Russian shill. So they objected to us stopping intervening in a foreign country. And now that the Mueller report is out, now I've heard pundits on the right say over and over again, including the AG report by Bill Barr, which echoed Mueller saying so far without evidence that the Russians do, in fact, interfere in our media in our elections so now everybody hates russia we're really being set up for that so i think uh but the war i think they want is a war with iran which would be very ugly indeed so i i'm just trying to think why would the left so i thought well the left maybe wants a trump in there so that they can just the pendulum will swing back and it's like with Brexit. If the pendulum swings back, they'll probably have political union, monetary, maybe not monetary union, but the, but it'll give new life to the EU, just new life to globalism on that side of the ocean. But for us, you could have Trump actually not just being a pulling back the arrow of socialism that will let fly when he hits bottom. Like that's just an uh, an idea that that the Democrats want it for the reactionary benefit of it if they were to have more Trump. But I think it could be a dual purpose where the powers that be above the parties do want specific things. One is maybe they have to reset the economic, the interest rates so that they have that tool in the future. And it's going to it's potentially going to be ugly to really reset it. Maybe not. Maybe they can do it gradually. I don't know. But it's possible that they, they'll allow a crash or a war or whatever, and that it took a couple of years for uh, or more than one term for Trump to be held fully responsible for all that if it really is a setup. Uh, I don't know. See, that's, you know, get, going down uh, the rabbit hole. Don't know if you're really diving there. in there. What? What's... Really diving in the rabbit hole. I am. But there is a rope ladder. <laughs> yeah. So if you're in there with me, you can always get out. I'm not sure I can get out, <laughs> but you don't have to stay there. So uh, but I want to but I do want to lighten up. I want to have some fun and I want to give our views of a lot of the different headlines from this week. And please also call in if you want or tweet at Monica Perez show 800 WSB talk or 404-872-0750. Monica Perez. Evil does seek to maintain power by suppressing the truth. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian 
voice on Saturdays on WSB. I'm going to go to some calls, 404-872-0750, 800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to go to, oh, Jerry and Johns Creek, you're back with a substantive comment, I see. Go for it. You've got the floor. Yes, yes ma'am. Thank you. So we've had, you know, Trump had two years of the House and Senate he could have pretty much done anything that he Republicans could have done anything they wanted in the first two years and really got very little, if anything, accomplished. I know there were a lot of they claim they passed 200 laws during that time period. But but the stuff that we really want, the immigration, um, Obamacare, all that stuff, we did, they didn't need Democrats permission to do anything. And so my point is this. I, I think that Republicans and Democrats are very closely aligned in a lot of ways to the point where it's not really about legislating. It's about getting reelected. So the less you do, the less position you take and you make your positions known, the less you do, the more chance you have of getting reelected. Okay. And so uh, I wanted to hear your thoughts yeah. on that. and. And then I had a little fun thing I wanted to share with you, a uh, marketing thing for the Trump okay. administration. All right, hang on to that. We, we have a sec. <laughs> uh, I would say that they, first of all, if you get accomplished what your voters want accomplished, they don't need you anymore. So I think you're right about that. I think that's why, like, the left won't allow welfare or uh, affirmative action or any of that which I'm not saying those are the way I would solve problems, but if you were going to do it in good faith, you could actually solve the problems. It might be wasteful or, or have elements of injustice, but you could solve the problems. They don't because that's where their power is. And then I would also say, I think the Republicans really like second place. That is part of the theater that they get to say they're fighting the good fight, take the place of anyone who really would, but then they get their kickback for allowing the welfare warfare super state to grow unfettered and then you've got about 30 seconds to give me your fun fact your your fun thing okay marketing idea for the trump campaign donald trump's face superimposed over buzz lightyear's body with the wings out keep america great to infinity and beyond trump 2020 <laughs> I have a feeling uh, they they might take that up. On, they I have a feeling they would make fun of that. But <laughs> so let's see though what what is a good one? Let's basically think make America. I liked Kanye West's idea of just say make America great. You don't even have to harken back to a previous time and just go for that that we could just join together because I think Jerry's right. It's not like they're serving some ideology. They're not actually doing the stuff they're saying they're going to do. They could compromise and we could agree, but that's what they want. Also not an, not an option. All right, let's get to our Twitter stuff after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. No, never give up. Never surrender. On news 95, five at AM 750 WSB. I am your Libertarian Voice, Saturday afternoons from 3 to 6 on WSB, and we are talking about the deeper mysteries behind some of the big 
stories in the news, specifically Jesse Smollett and uh, the Mueller report. I'm going to take some calls and then we're going to go to some tweets. 404-872-0751-800 WSB Talk. I'm going to Ann in Roswell. Hi, Ann. You're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. What a pleasure it is to speak with you. Thank, well, thank you, you for, for giving the libertarian voice. Thank you so much. Great. I, I'm, I've just been wondering, I understand what Jesse Smollett was accused of, what he allegedly done. I, I get that. But what I don't get is why is the mayor and the police chief going so heavy after Jesse as opposed to the prosecutor. The prosecutor is the one that dropped the case. Yeah, that's and they really have interesting. A lot more more yeah. power over him than they do over Jesse. And and they I read something interesting. This Tina Chen, did you hear about her role in this? She's, yeah, yeah. She yeah. worked for the Obama Department, right? Right. right. Uh, so on her and she also and this hasn't gotten much coverage at the same time. She is the one taking over the Southern Poverty Law Center. So <laughs> she's been in the news a little bit. But I looked at her wiki page and she is a childhood friend of Rahm Emanuel's wife. So oh, come on. I know. And I, so you look at this and you think, you know, he knows what's going on. He's playing both sides against him. He's such he is such the classic uh, operator, deep state operator, and he's the guy who said never let a good crisis go to waste. So I'm sure exactly. he's exploiting it. And when I hear exactly. somebody, when I hear somebody use an expression like not quite in the right way, but it sparks racial inference. So he said this is a whitewash of justice. Mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. isn't a real expression. <laughs> so <laughs> so it's like, and so I feel like what I'm calling the malignant subtext, this, this, the thing that was supposed to be damaging and hurtful about saying it just in that way, and it reminded me of the college scandal recently where, where it's as if Rahm Emanuel is playing this guy with deep-seated racist feelings who is resentful that Jesse Smollett is accessing white privilege. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't even like to talk about the race stuff, but this is just like too blatantly like designed to spark these thoughts, these associations. I think, but maybe I'm looking too deeply into it. No, no, I, I totally, I totally agree with you, and I invite everyone to scratch below the flashy light. Pull yeah. back the curtain. We're being played like a fiddle. Exactly. And it's not left versus right. It's not black versus white. It's us versus them. And if they exactly. keep us looking at each other about stuff that isn't really that important, then we're not looking at what they're really after. So thanks so That's much for the it. great call, Anne. I really appreciate it. thank you it. so much for everything that you do. I love that. I live for that. I live for it. Thank you. So, uh, so Binkley, let's on this positive note, uh, nothing in the news is really positive, but let's, at least we can, sometimes it's so heavy, you can't even make light of, of the obviousness of the propaganda. I'm going to, I want to play this game, this Twitter game. We started it the other day on one of our podcasts, which, um, you can just Google propaganda report and find it pretty much anywhere. 
We just batted back and forth. We had a volley of the tweets that we sent out. So here you go. I'm going to start. I saw this. I'm going to go backwards. So this was from today. I saw a headline. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is a fan of a geeky economic theory called MMT. Here's a plain English guide to what it is and why it's interesting. I think it's monetary... uh, some kind of monetary theory. I forget what the other M stands for, but it's not your Milton Friedman type monetary theory. The article went on to explain that it's this idea that if you, if a country prints its own currency, your spending is limitless, that you should just print the money and spend it. And and I knew I was shocked and outraged when I read on her website a while ago, as soon as that Green New Deal came out, her website had a summary of it on there, which is where all the sound bites you heard, the outrageous sound bites about it, did not come from the actual proposed legislation. It came from her provocative summary of it. And one of the things in that summary was, how are you going to pay for it? The answer is, just like we pay for everything else, print the money. But I would like to point out that certainly in my opinion, and I feel like it's, if it's not my opinion, it's common knowledge, that the greatest driver of wealth inequality is printing money, is inflation. And it started with Keynes and his fear of sticky wages. You might remember that from economics class. He said there's sticky wages, so you can't get people to lower their wages. But what you can do is print a lot of money so their wages are worth less. But you know what isn't worth less? Stuff. So if you're the guy who owns the stuff, so if you own oil wells, And all of a sudden, there's twice as much money out there. Well, your oil well is going to be worth twice as much. But before people realize that, the guy working at the gas station that's pumping out uh, a refined version of that oil is still making 10 bucks an hour for a while. And for him to get that kind of of a raise, it takes some time. You can literally wait till somebody's wages are inflated away. And I believe that's what her theory leads to, which is the opposite of what she says she wants. So there you go. That's my... That's my thing. Now, let's have one from you. But you mean just printing money changes the price of things? I don't. Maybe that's just a theory. But That's crazy. <laughs> End the Fed. Well, I saw something interesting, and I tweeted about it. The Mueller report might not be out yet, but you can go ahead and pre-order a copy of the Mueller report from the Washington Post on Amazon for ten forty nine right now. Why should we have to pay for it at all? Don't we own it? Didn't we already pay for it? That's a, that's a good point. We did pay for it with our tax dollars, but <laughs> if we wanted millions, it was twenty five million. Although people say Manafort is a foot in the bill for that. They oh, got Manafort's paying for it himself. Yeah, that yeah. what they got from him happens to equal what it costs. It, it's just unbelievable. This thing is already being marketed on Amazon. Everybody is a grifter. They're all con artists. Yes, I think. I mean, that's a blanket statement. I cannot be held responsible for okay, that blanket yeah. statement. But um, <laughs> just kidding. No, but I, I personally have believed for since Obama came out as being worth millions upon millions of dollars. I'm like, what the heck? And the answer was like, how did that happen between the guy time the guy ran for office and retired from office? And the answer is because of his book. So, I mean, there will be more of his books sold than there are human beings on Earth, probably, at some point. And I always had this idea 
I'm not pointing the finger at anybody in particular as if I know the answer, but I always thought, wouldn't it be clever if you, if somebody needed to kind of support you while you became their created person, their political person, wouldn't it be an easy way for them to get you the money that they, that you need by buying, having you publish a book, maybe even helping you write it, and then just buying billions of copies of them. I mean, it's really unlimited how much money you could funnel to somebody if you're willing to kind of pay a 50% laundering fee by actually buying a product. It's like a political version of a sugar mama or a sugar daddy. Yes, but there's a waste in it because to launder it, you have to buy their books and then mm. dump them in the ocean or whatever. Give them to every library, like a double yeah. you know, <laughs> multitask deal. All right, so let me see if I've got another one. Um. Oh, here, I just tweeted the Wikipedia entry for totalitarianism, and I wanted to read the paragraph because there's so many things that I feel are are burgeoning that are in this paragraph. It's a political concept of a mode of government that prohibits opposition parties. I would say our uniparty is headed that way. People are dropping the name of parties in some places. Restricts individual opposition to the state and its claims and exercises an extremely high degree of control over public and private life. It's uh, uh, all-encompassing propaganda campaigns broadcast by state-controlled mass media. They're marked by political repression, personality cultism, control over the economy, restriction of speech, mass surveillance, and widespread use of state terrorism. I feel like a lot of that stuff is, I certainly see that stuff happening as when I pull back the curtain, I see those things there. I fear them. Yeah, everybody <laughs> sees that on the left or right in their opposite. As the other. This is what I try. So I tell people, this is my like a little trick I play, and it bums my husband out because sometimes it's at like parties where people are just not <laughs> in the rabbit hole with me. So I'll say, yeah, how about those uh, Republicans, huh? Like they're just so corrupt and they just lie about everything and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I heard that so-and-so. The Democrat is really a Republican. And they're just like, what? I'm like, no, like a Republican pretending to be a Democrat. Mm -hmm. And then people are just like, that blows. Their, well, like, how can that be? You know what I mean? Yeah. And my point is just to show them that just because somebody says that they believe all the things that you believe doesn't mean they're not capable of being just as corrupt as you think the liars on the other side are. Yeah. It's worse if the liars are on your side, isn't it? Meanwhile, your husband's going, you can't do that at parties. Oh, I told you what he said <laughs> after the first time. He took me to really big like Grammys or whatever. He said, taking you to a party is like bringing my pet hyena. <laughs> <laughs> the question I got to ask people is, how close do you want to get? <laughs> That's great. Isn't that great? So I found a picture of a t-shirt that actually said, uh, some, some very clever t-shirt that said, um, always be yourself. Unless you can be a hyena, then always be a hyena. <laughs> like, what was the likelihood? I was looking for hyena t-shirts because I thought specific. it was so funny. He loved that. Anyway, so... I got people... one more. Yeah. Can I just tell you that oh, it's go ahead. pretty sporting of me to let my husband call me a hyena? I think that is pretty <laughs> cool. It's rare. Uh, anyway, okay. Just having fun. Yeah, give me one more. Chris Evans, Captain America, is who that is, the actor, says that he cannot play Tom Brady in a movie if Tom Brady still supports Donald Trump. 
What I want to know about that is who is he punishing by making that decision? <laughs> I never heard Tom of Tom Brady? <laughs> Does Tom Brady really want Captain America to play him? Is that. Uh, I actually wondered that about Bradley Cooper when he played American Sniper. I thought this guy, I think he, he has to be making a conscious decision to embrace a political image. Yeah. To do that. You know, I really do believe that. But this is what you have taught us to be virtue signaling. Mm hmm. Right. Captain is America is a huge virtue signaler on Twitter. It's obnoxious. <laughs> the actor who plays? Yes. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's, I think this is fun and I've got uh, plenty more. And then in the, in the next hour, I do want to out Lindsey Graham for his gun control legislation. Oh, his gun control legislation. Well, are you kidding? Oh, <laughs> Hey man, that's all I care about. I, I, uh, Asangu. This is Monica Perez. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty eight hundred WSB Talk. You can tweet at us at Monica Perez and at Freedom X Radio. Monica Perez. It's all real. Oh my God! I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. On News ninety five five at AM seven fifty WSB. I'm going to go straight to the phones. I'm going to Sonny in Canton. Hey, Sonny, you are on with Monica. Hello, Monica. Thanks for taking my call. Hope you're doing well. Or you sound like you're doing great. Yep. Um, I, I, I like and I'm listening to you. I, I get so much out of your show. And one of the things I, I hope I can pass on, something I learned from a great dad. Um, I'm, I'm a the type of person that there, there's so much noise from every direction and very few people I think hit the nail on the head of which I include you as being one of them. But how do I get rid of the noise? How do I find that one place that I can stand and make a decision on, you know, and this is whether you're Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, it doesn't matter. And that is this, when I'm deciding about what's going on with any candidate, was the one, one of the few things, many things my dad taught me. And that was this principle. What you do speaks so loud, I can't hear what you say. That is great. And that's what I wondered about my mom. My parents did not like when Donald Trump would embarrass his wife with his soon-to-be next wife. And then all of a sudden, my mother's this huge Trump supporter. And I and I was just surprised by that because I thought they lived by that, but I, I'm not trying to bash Trump <laughs> at all. I don't I don't mean to do that, and um, I can't really give you a rebuttal, Sonny, because I got to go to a break. But I have I do think that that matters. That character does matter. They say that it actually hurts Republicans and not Democrats because Republicans set that standard and Democrats don't, so they don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. But I think it is food for thought. Thank you so much, Sonny. I'm going to get to Richard after the break and more tweets. Uh, This is Monica Perez.